Well, hey, this is an exciting thing to do that's happening. It is. This is something that people have been waiting for. Have they? Because I think we did a vote and I actually remember people not super stoked. No, 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 no. That's totally (laughs) wrong what you said. Just because there are a handful of people who said, we want to hear Renee. We don't want to hear you. Oh, that's rude. Don't you think that's rude? Well, also very rare because I feel like that never happens. What do you mean? I'm going to take it. It, which part of it never happens? The well, par- people are always like, anytime I talk, they just go, Dean, Dean, where's Dean? Oh, yeah. How annoying is that? Oh, it's so annoying. But it's fine. I mean, I'm his wife and I get it. So it's fine. But like, I'm a human being, guys. I, I did Throw notice that. Give me a that. freaking bone. I did notice that. And, and how's your relationship with the people who are like, Dean girl 38? <laughs> it's hot and cold. Hot and cold, generally, it depends. Either they're like nice or they're not nice. So um, I choose to just generally not go on it unless I've had like a couple glasses of wine and decide that it oh, would this be sounds a like fun a good thing idea. to read. All right, so I, so I guess I should... The internet plus booze is so, a great time. Oh, yeah, it's a really good idea for a lot of people's careers. And I guess I should um, now start this podcast. Yeah. Because I'm doing this on my Rosenberg radio channel. Oh, my gosh. My new podcast, yes, Google. the new it's, one. Instead of my wrestling one. Because I'm trying to use... The wrestling stuff to uh, and promote it on the wrestling podcast to, to send segue into, into the real life. So for the people listening right here who listen for my music stuff who yeah. don't know who I'm talking to at all, hi. This is the the talented, uh, wonderful, uh, funny, um, fresh faced, fresh faced Renee Young, aka Renee Paquette. Yeah, aka Renee Good. She's really just a. French, I have many names. What's Renee Good? My married name. I didn't even know that was... Come on, Rosenberg. Uh, it's not Renee Ambrose? That's not a thing? No, imagine it was. Actually, that kind of sounds nice. Okay, so sorry. I keep getting distracted. So Renee, it, we do WWE together. Renee is like the... I mean, she's sort of mean Jean 2017. Oh my God, that's so great. I and mean, that's kind of who you are. So if you have... I'll a, take it. So if, you ha- if you're not familiar with the current WWE product, she's like the new sort of... She hosts everything. She also is married to a very popular superstar True. whose in-ring name is Dean Ambrose, yep. which is what we were um, talking about when we were making some uh, light of the... The fun banter the to fun, kick the podcast off. That fun banter was about the people who are obsessed with her husband who, whenever <laughs> you tweet with her in any way, pop up in all of the tweets. I mean, don't get me wrong. I already make jokes to you regularly about the stalkers for you. Sure. Like the ReneeYoung.com that posts every time you talk, there's a picture posted on Twitter. Well, good. I need an echo in the room every now and then, and I need a little help here and there. So you are you are you comfortable with the Renee lovers? Yeah, of course. Like oh, my Ren- God. I love a Renee lover. It's the Renee haters that I don't now like. How so, ba- so how bad are the Renee haters? There, is there a contingency? Well, it's hard to say. So... Yes, there can be some uh, downsides to uh, that side of things, Um, but I generally, you know, all it takes is a good little block button and uh, report it. Are you more a block guy or a mute guy? Oh, if I'm on Twitter, I'll just mute it because it's easier and who cares. But on Instagram, so Instagram's different because... You got a block, right? Yeah, you have to block because it's like it doesn't stop and they're they are they're not limited to characters and um they really are detail oriented. Which uh What that's, do you mean in terms of like things about your personal life? Yeah. And like- yeah, my personal life, uh his personal life, which is I guess the same thing, but um yeah. I guess just that stuff, but it's fine. It it comes with the territory, so you can't really complain about it. Um, I just wish, um, you know, I want to start like a hashtag give Renee a chance kind of no, thing. Well, I'm a nice person. No, nobody for that. <laughs> I don't know why people think that. I think they think that I'm a mean person. No. Yeah, yeah. No, this is true. I no, think they I don't think, think that, that I'm that mean is not or like. A thing. I know it is. Really? Like, the, the, I think he, they think I'm like manipulative or that I'm in some kind of relationship with Corey Graves. That's a big one. No, it's not. It is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's out there. You and Graves. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hot. God, no offense, Graves, but not come on. Your, he's not your type. It's not happening. By the way, not, not like any of us could figure out your type. Because when you're with Dean. Right. Dean, if you don't, you're not familiar with wrestling. Dean Ambrose, both the character and real life person, shades of gray. There's a lot of there's shades there, so I cannot yeah. say. Is your being with Dean any indication of your type at all? Um, so I wouldn't say that I have a type. I think that any guy that I've dated prior to being married, um. They've all been really great guys. And I wish that I... I actually don't wish that I could be somebody that could have these horror stories about ex-boyfriends, but I've always dated guys. <laughs> you don't? Well, you I don't, don't have like a story to uh, be like, oh my bad. God, this one guy. Like She had to change her name. She had to move. <laughs> one of those beautiful stories. I mean, I've had a stint like that that was a couple days long, but not an actual relationship. But any guy I've dated... 
has always been like an exceptional human being that are just like lovely people that of I different varieties type. Oh wise. yeah, definitely like the the allspice of men. So you okay? Because like here's how I would describe um, my relationship with uh, Dean. Okay, I think you'll really appreciate this. I think I think I think you'll <laughs> think I nailed it. Okay, my relationship with Dean. Well, there's a, there's a few things you have to understand about the the dynamics of the WWE in general, which is like. The wrestlers are sort of one group of people. And us on the broadcasty side are another group. And there's a lot of intermingling, of course, with varying degrees. Obviously, like Renee's been around a long time. You do all the shows. Like you're a major player. Like everyone has different roles. Mine is an interesting one that's been, you know. That's but you've gr- had relationships with people here for a long time. Exactly. So some people I really know well. Yeah. And I'm really comfortable with other people I don't know. Right. And it's really random. That list is totally arbitrary. It is. It is an odd list that you have. Oh, yeah. Well, except I am. Because proud- I'll notice it when I see you in deep conversation with somebody. I'm like, oh, you guys are buds. Okay. Well, and then there's the factor of like. I am learning, but at first, especially, I didn't know what the locker room politics right, were. Right, right. So there, you, you, there'd be people that you might be like, "That's a peculiar." Yes, maybe that's a Good peculiar use of choice. The word peculiar, yeah. And you know, I think that people thought that about me, and I'll call him Dean here for um, uh, continuity sakes. Um, a lot, a lot of people thought that about us when we started dating. People were like, "What? Why? How? That's, what?" Well, I, I think I think Dean is a. I think the word on Dean is a uh, is a mixed bag in terms of yeah. there are people who know him well and people, and people like that don't, don't know anything about him. So I don't know him well at all. Yeah, and I compare our relationship to um, you and I are like we were friends in middle school. Yeah, and we're like still like really buds. And then like you get to high school and she's dating a cool jock and like he <laughs> doesn't really know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and like and like he sees us together because like, Renee and I hang out like I mean yeah, I hang with you more than almost anyone else there yeah so in theory you'd think I would then know him but I don't no. really and also he is incredibly scarce on event days he is and you know that's the thing too it's like when we get to the building him and I generally part ways entirely as well because when he gets in Dean Ambrose mode I want to wait and talk to him after the show when he's in Dean Ambrose mode he's impossible yeah he's like focused and I, I respect that immensely like he has like such he's a committed to, the art, to what yes. he does um so yeah I totally respect that but it took me a second where I'm like wait what because like I'm chatty all the time you are you do I you, talk to everybody yeah you're always the same that's yeah. why and that's why you are I, I think you're as beloved a person as exists in WWE oh my what Oh Truly. my god! That's Who's not more beloved? Who who that's on camera is more beloved than you? Be on, now. I'm gonna ask you to really challenge yourself. Who's more beloved than you? That's on camera. Booker T. Booker's very beloved. Right in the same conversation. Booker's beloved. Um, Graves is becoming very beloved. Yeah, I mean Graves is very beloved too. But these are st- you're you're a friendly Canadian woman. That's There's, true. You have an edge. I have a Canadian essence about me. It yes. seeps out my pores. It does. You can't help it. She it's just good. walks around offering people. Canadian bacon and yeah, maple syrup, gift cards, chips. gift cards to Roots. <laughs> like, oh my god, I saw a guy wearing a Roots sweater the other day. It threw me for a loop. Roots is like Canadian Gap. Would you say um, no one notch it's, up? It's a notch up from Gap. It's between, watch this. Okay, it's between Gap and Polo. Okay. What are your thoughts? I can go with that. It's pretty close. Right? I mean, it's a little more like close to home than Polo might be. Right, but it's got but all yeah, the stuff that just thing. is like. That it's a beaver is the logo yeah and like there's stuff that just says canada on it yep. and it's roots like oh yeah it's, it's a patriot it's sort Very of a patriotic, patriotic brand it absolutely is you know i actually found a roots store in uh in uh venice in california i was walking through like the streets and i was like what the, what there's a roots here i popped in and i bought the best hoodie that's just a full map of canada it's great God. i showed it to maurice and she hated it but i thought it was great she's from montreal yeah you guys are different. Very so, different. Let's be honest. Yep. It is Ontario, Ontario and Quebec. Montreal. These no are dice. different things altogether. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, so I do I do feel strongly that you are among the most popular people here, and I will prove that as time goes wow. on. Wow, well thank you. That yeah. means a lot. I don't I don't know. Well, that's I why like... I try to get close to you. I have to I have to stay close <laughs> to people that are liked. I'll I'll have to be like the I'll just guide you into the rooms and make sure you well, at this point I, I'm at I'm guardian actually, angel. I'm at a good point now of not caring. It, yeah. it took a while. Though. How precious is the times when you don't care? That's the good shit. Well, right? it's it's. Am I allowed to say shit on here? Yeah, yeah. Here you can say whatever you want. Okay, great. For me, I. I love I, not caring. No, please not care. I please. love not caring. But it's, 
here's the thing. I, I care very much about this job because this yes. is like my fun this is like my little really fun, no pressure, just go have a good time. I would job. just like to set the stage here for what just happened. Peter's the lean telling over. Me the story. <laughs> and he just like bundled up his pillow and leaned his head on it was his a very dog like maneuver. <laughs> I rearranged the pillow on the chair and then just plopped. There was a full plop down. But it was like two girls gabbing about like the boy at school that they have a crush on. You just for the record, went for, for it. the record, Dipperstein, my agent, has made fun the dip. of dip. Dip has made He's fun of me. my agent too. Oh yeah, I'm we sorry. Share him. By the way, that's never been public information before. Yeah. Yeah. Dipperstein also. What's up, Dip? Um, Dip makes fun of me slash admires me because of he believes that my game with women is like gay best friend, <laughs> but with well, in the case of me and you, it's really it's straight through and through yeah. gay best friend. Yeah, yeah. But if, if I'm using game, it can still be the same way. It can definitely go both ways i feel like i friend zone everybody right off the bat i'm very friend zone strong you you, you seem like you you have a, a style to you that i think is would never i've and this is watching you interact with other people you're very friendly with everyone but no one would ever think that that i'm asking for it no no no, no not in not. my now no. granted you work in a workplace with your husband there sure but, but still but i just think it's your like, style i've always worked with all men too so i don't know if that's like it's not even like oh, it's a, a skill. that's thing. a developed skill though isn't it I, I don't know i think i've just always been like that i've always been like kind of one of the guys so people want to like hang out and have a beer with me and then like that but then, didn't that make it challenging for guys who like probably who wanted to like make yeah. the move right and maybe you wanted them to make the move but your general game is like you're just an even <laughs> Well, Steven I will person. say so the first time that um that Dean and I ever hung out um and we had been talking so so long before we ever actually like hung out in you just person be- just the two of us. Okay. So we we would use Voxer and we would vox each other all the time. Oh my god, Voxer. Yeah, Voxer. We would vox each other. Um and then Anyways, we end up just hanging out uh, in a hotel room, but we just like genuinely were like, we just had music playing. We had some food. We sat on separate couches and we stayed up and talked until like 4 a.m. It could have been a very close friend zone kind of thing because I don't give out the vibe to come and hit and it. And even in that situation, you didn't. No, I didn't because I, I don't know what to do. And, and I you, get are very you, are awkward. You, are so. you worried you'll get turned down also or no? No, no. So- I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I guess I, I. I guess I've never really analyzed it. But it did get to the point. And him and I have talked about this. That like, it got to the point that we just stayed up and enjoyed each other, each other's company so much. We're like, someone's got to make a move here. We've been hanging out for so long that if this is going to happen, we have to move this out of the friend zone. Right. So luckily, we did. Who made the move? He did. He eventually made the move. We well, God, we started fake wrestling like in oh. like the bed. Yeah. Oh my God! I know. Oh, what a thirteen-year-old. This is a, <laughs> no. This is so reassuring for people out there to hear this, to know that like you but- could be a cool. <laughs> famous pro wrestler and you would still use the move that you would use when you were 13 years I can't old. remember like I think I might have initiated it I'm sure that I did maybe I was trying to like show off my athletic skills because I'm an athlete everyone should know this um what are I, your athletic endeavors again um well I played ringette which is like hockey you played what uh ringette it's like hockey it's on ice um and what how have I never heard of this game because it's mostly just in Canada and like Scandinavian countries. But I know a good amount about random sports. Like if you would oh. name Oh. Oh my god, can we go out we should go out and I'll teach you how to play ringette. Can we do that as like an that ESPN sounds feature? Like a, that seems like a, oh, I'm sure I can get that pet cleared. <laughs> Wait, hold on. And what how is it like hockey but not hockey? So, because it's played on ice, we're in skates. Um the equipment can be somewhat similar depending on how you're playing. Are there goals? Yep. Okay. There's goals, there's a net, there's a goalie. Is there a, um, what kind there's of? There's a stick, but there's no blade on the end of the sticks. And there's a blue rubber ring. So it's it's all about accuracy. Hold on. It's just a stick and you use a ring and you're flicking the ring around? Yep. Yeah. Oh my. It's the most Canadianest thing I've ever Canadian. heard. It's very Canadian. It's like super Canadian. This man from like North Bay, Ontario uh, invented it for his daughter because she didn't want to play hockey. And is it for girls only? Uh Generally, yes, but there are like I've seen Men's. men play it. I've seen boys play but it. It would be the but it is like a female dominant sport. It would sort of, I'm guessing, be the equivalent of like a men's field hockey team. Like there's it's exactly not, it's not common. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. All right. So um, what else do you play I did besides that, this? Um, I played soccer. I did track. Um, like all through school, I did. It, I did it into high school a little bit too. 
Actually, I did, it, did I do it all through high school? I think I did. I started to hate it, though. Um, I did that. I did gymnastics. So you're pretty serious. I did kind of everything, yeah. Did you ever, in your time since getting to WWE, roll around in a ring or try to take a bump at all? No. Not once. Not once. Um, which is funny. So I did one time before when I had my show in Toronto, um, but that was like more so as like a gag. It wasn't like a real, like, I'm going to try this. And I you just, were on score? The score, yeah. You were on the score, which is a um, big Canadian sports yeah, so I was doing that. So I like I, that was the only time I've really done that. But since I've been here in WWE, it's never it's never even come up, except for the time that um, I was doing the stuff with Ms. and Maurice, and Maurice slapped me, and I had to slap Mike. Uh, so that was the only time that and anything you, like that's ever come up. Would you ever, if the right thing came up, would you ever be willing to go like learn how to sure. take, a, take a bump? Of course, I think like I think the second you sign a contract to work for WWE, you have to be kind of game to do anything. Yeah, you have it's to be the fun of it. it, you know? I mean, why not? I don't take myself super seriously, obviously. So, like, to step in the ring and do something like that, I think it would be hilarious. And it would be so unexpected. Because even, like, pe people really wanted to see, like, a mixed tag of me and Dean versus Miz and Maurice, which I, obviously did not happen. I, but. I still would like to see that. <laughs> I have not given up hope. Though the other day in the locker room, um, I tried to super kick somebody and I stepped on my own foot and bruised it so wow that yeah. is impressive I've never heard of that yeah injury. yeah I know I feel like you have a personality that for some reason brings out a string of random conversation at all maybe times. do you I don't think it's just me I think you do this all the time really so this is a me problem because I I, this, this happens to me all the time I, I feel like even when I've listened to your podcast which you should it's plug, all over the place oh yeah regular girls uh download it listen to it me and Stacey McGonigal <laughs> hey girl and you can say what you want about me but we're this, all over this, the place this doesn't feel that different because <laughs> apparently I'm also a regular girl and, and the show does sort of just yeah you go through whatever is yeah. on your mind so if we if we do these semi regularly, I thought it'd be fun. Maybe like on pay per view weekends, like it's a yes. monthly thing that we do. I would love it. But I should try. I was like trying to think. I should think of a way to organize because like there are things that you're. We could specifically talk about WWE stuff. We could yeah. do that for a segment. That sure. could be fun. Yeah. You're very into music. Though. Me and you need to do a music thing because I will say when I listened to your podcast when you were in Detroit and you got your record. You were jealous of digging in Detroit. I was really jealous. And you know what was really cool about that? So you got me to listen to it. And I listened to it when I was in Manchester. Um because Rosenberg tends to just hey listen to this here's the link download it listen to it now that's like what I, that's what I do man, not just not just on my social media personally yeah oh yeah it was like I got the whole link and everything so I did and I listened to it and I was like man why did I not think of that but then I got to thinking I'm like man it's also really cool to just have cool friends that do cool things that's great you're yeah. a cool friend that does a cool oh, thing thanks yeah that's sometimes really cool. yeah. I'm also a cool friend who does not cool things all the sure. time yeah but yeah no I am um, I think there aren't a lot of people who 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 the average person knows. I know people like this because of my career. But for someone who doesn't work in music, there aren't a lot of people you know who are necessarily like having making time to go to record stores and buy random things they've right. never heard of right. and then come play them. Sure. But I have been doing this my whole life. That's especially when I started getting into collecting 45s again. Yeah. I went into the I just go buy stuff and it's some of its artists i know and some of its stuff i don't know at all yeah go do you see that bag right there i do grab that little plastic okay, bag one sec. here i'll hold your microphone okay. and let's see how oh random what i bought is and this will turn into you a, a lot. just a little stack no don't worry about that handwritten receipt that i will never need don't worry about it but so we can go through this little stack of records yeah. that i bought at in uh in Houston, I only went to one store today. Turned well, I went to two, but the first one I wasn't into. Okay, so here we have um Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, the first song in here, I should be your lover, produced by Harold Melvin, four million dollar records. Okay, great. See, I don't. Oh, know. that was in the dollar bin. That's a dollar one. Dollar bin. A lot of these are dollar. That's a great thing about forty five. Love dollar bin. So dollar bins. Um, cause I, most of my records that I have that are like my gems are all from Toronto. Uh, cause there's great record stores in Toronto, but the ones in Vegas are eh. I have one They're record. So I have hot. a Vegas store I love. Which one? Moondog? Nope. Uh, this one starts with a Z. I can't think of the name Hold of on. it. Hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. It's my favorite. It's on Sahara. Gosh, I'm not sure. Uh, we've got... Um... Record City. Record City on East Sahara. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I've been to that one. Oh, goodness. It is tremendous. What is this one? Family Reunion... Oh, the OJs. OJs. Stand, you know, and listen, not rare at all. You always see regular yeah. OJ's records, but I didn't, I don't, and I'll be honest, I could have that. I, I don't you know. You might have it, yeah. I might have I it. actually, so I was home the other day, and uh, I usually do a thing on Friday where I do Vinyl Fridays. Oh, of course, I'm following. Yeah, I do the Vinyl Fridays. At Friday. Renee Young, I believe. But, yeah, Renee Young WWE. Like, at Renee Young WWE. But I, uh, I missed it 
yesterday, uh, today's Saturday, we're recording this right now, but I missed doing it yesterday and I missed it when I was in Manchester too. So I'm kind of dropping the ball. But anyways, I went to do it when I was home and I want to do OK Computer. Uh, and I realized that I have three OK Computers. I have one of not OK of the remastered and regular OK Computer. And I've got two regular OK Computers for no reason. I want to, I have a real issue um, with these 180 gram vinyl reissues they really irritate me why they're just too heavy they're super heavy and it's unnecessary they're really heavy my brother bought me that for my birthday that's or yeah i think it's for my birthday him I, and, and i way, always get that each other i would just like here I'll, I'll show you like okay i want to show you something random but just okay. to point out the randomness of it you're not so like the spinners yeah like i didn't i didn't have a little richer record oh, i don't how own, great. and this one had the jacket and it's original no, that's a good one good one to have um chuck berry uh um, Merry Christmas, baby, because I love putting Christmas music in the jukebox during Christmas season. I hope I that there's a... little fart Nerd. sounds in there. Why would there be fart sounds? Did you not see the videos after he passed of him farting oh, and prostitutes' faces? I, no, you know what? Why have I only heard about this when you're sitting there? <laughs> Someone else brought this. It was it Graves. You? It was Graves. It was Graves. Who yeah. Brought it. yeah, it's a big Graves thing. It's he a loves huge the Graves Chubby thing. Checker fart videos. <laughs> I really don't know if I want to see that. Or was it Chuck Berry or Chubby Checker? Chuck Berry. <laughs> Chuck Berry. Um. I don't but, have any Chuck Berry. That's the thing. I don't. Yeah, I don't have any Chuck Berry either. I've got to get some of that. And it's just like, it. it's just so I cool. love finding like the random things. Like one thing that I did find that I thought was really cool um, at um, just one of the um, antique shops in Vegas was I got um, the full uh, vinyl of Alice in Wonderland. I can't remember who reads it, but it's like, it's like four different vinyls. Uh, it comes in like this adorable pink little box, the books inside it. Like it was like a, it was like a hundred bucks, but was it the original one? Yeah. Like, see, it's funny. Yeah. You can stumble into things like that for cheap all the time. Not that one. Yeah. That sounds like it was more of an actual set. Right. But like the, the 45s in particular. Yeah. They're a little storybook 45s they're that so are so cute. cute all the time. I love but them. Here's why I'm going to encourage you okay. at some point to become a part of the 45 world. Okay. Because I'm not in the 45 world I know. at all right now. And, and I spent the first 20 years of my DJ life not in the 45 world. Okay. What do I, I have to do to get into the 45 world? Talk to me. To kind of understand like what you were even talking about. I, that's yeah. what it was for me. Yeah. For me, it was like when I started hearing like people are DJing with 45s. Yeah. This is how it unfolded for me. Been collected for 20 years. And then people are like, oh, did you see so-and-so's DJing with 45s now? And I'm like, oh, the little records? Why are they playing 45s? I thought, yeah. I thought only reggae DJs did that. Okay. Because in Jamaica, it was very easy. It's, it's always been very easy. They would just press 45s really quickly. Oh, So okay. reggae records were often 45. They're a bajillion reggae 45s. Okay. So when I started hearing about it, I was like, you know, I've been collecting big records this whole time. I don't, I don't want to learn a new thing. Yeah, yeah. I know who, who a lot about. I, I, what am I? I? Yeah, I just I'm not ready to start this. Yeah. And then when I realized that like you could DJ a vinyl set, and instead of like killing yourself with heavy stuff, yeah, you're bringing a little bag that could hold sixty records in it. Yeah, I gotta say when I just picked up that little bag, I was quite pleased that there's what there's one, you two, see many, three, four. How many five, did I just buy? Six, the, seven, eight, nine. There's yeah, there's like ten here. Ten records, right? Ten of them. So if you went nuts nothing. one day, if you were traveling and bought fifty. You which be, I have. You oh. slide them in your backpack. It's which is nothing. fine. Yeah. Because even when you said that to me before, you're like, yeah, um, where were you? You were somewhere that I was like, I, I can't go because maybe it was here because we were going on our honeymoon. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I can't go buy records right now. I have nowhere to put them. Mm -hmm. But those I could have traveled with. Y exactly. I could have done it. If you buy 45s, you can be anywhere. And buy so I love Joke's that. Joke's on me. The downside is, of course, they're, they're singles. Yeah. So like you're not going to just turn leave one on. Right. You know, you're going to go hear it and take it off. Right. Um, which... It can be irritating. Spin your jam. Yeah, it can be a little annoying. I've got like some weird instrumentals that are just like that that I don't. But then you can be like me and start them. going insane and get really into it and then save up and buy a jukebox. And then Which you have cool. a, a jukebox in your house. How much was your jukebox? Um, you know, I don't think I've ever actually said that in one of my things, but I will say because I don't care. Um, <laughs> I think it was when it was all said and done because I had to get it fixed after I got it. Okay. It ended up being a little bit messed up. I don't, something like. Ten thousand like dollars, yeah. close to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that but it was about it, right. it was a nineteen sixty one refurbished in like beautiful shape. It looks amazing, it's, just from what I've seen on like your Instagram stories. Like it looks pretty sick. It's, it's pretty amazing, and I I did research for about a good two full years. What a fun thing to have at home. And I was and and my wife pulled one of the all time best wife moves, which is as I'm getting close to like really getting it, because we found our apartment. And yeah, I was gonna. She was like, listen, you can. I was like, I'm considering this one and this one, and she's like, listen. 
you're going to keep this forever. Just do don't it. don't try to save. I was right. like, there's one that's like forty five hundred. There's one that's like seven thousand. She's like, Peter, do, do me a favor. If we're going to have this for the rest of our lives, get a dope one. Like, yeah. get, get the one that's really Hell good. Yes. And I was like, really? She was like, you're going to worry about saving two thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, right? But it's not a lot of money if you but have it the rest the, of your life. Totally over the course of it. So like, just spend the money. Get the good one. And I got the good one. That's kind of the nice thing about um, owning a place too. Is you, it feels like more fun to have investments like that. Yes. You're like, oh, we're gonna have it for forever, and it's like it feels, it feels cooler. It's, we, it's we much now, nicer. We really don't want to leave our place. Our our hope is that we will get enough money, and it, it'll somehow time out right. Yeah. That someone will move out from an apartment next door to us, and, and we will buy another apartment, and oh, we will knock down the man, walls. Oh man, wouldn't that be great? That we don't want to. We love our place. Oh, uh, I'm like that with our house too. I love our house so much. It's and well, do you have any house. reason you'd have to leave? No, not uh, really. How many bedrooms do you have? Uh, four. Oh my god, you have plenty of room. Yeah, we've got tons of room. You could grow in yeah, this house. Totally easy. Do you want to make an announcement right here on the podcast? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Oh, about a child? Yes, Get out of here. Oh, my God. That's another thing people always... People always think I'm pregnant. Maybe I just Anytime there's a public... No. It's whenever there's a public couple. It's just like when they're having... Uh, you know, I I um, I get comments all the time when I post pictures of Bear. Of oh, people just being like, Bear. When are you, you going to have a kid? Bear's cute, but when are you having a kid? And I'm just like, There's what? a lot of odd pressure for that. You know what's funny? From strangers. Like, yeah. Oh, big time. I get it from strangers. I get it in real life, too. But, like... It's such a weird thing that like when before you hit 30, you're like, whatever, no one like you don't think that it's a real thing that people actually harass you about having a child. And then they really do. They oh, yeah. really like they really step out of their zone and into yours and um, start manifesting dreams in your womb. And and also it's messed up the, the part. And then there's another layer to it of people like constantly bothering and never think in their head once maybe they're actually already trying totally. or into it and I'm yes. just really all up in their shit. Yes. And like, and there's yeah. no way to respond to that. That's so true. That's like with so many things of like pe whether people are getting married or whether they're having kids or whatever. There's so many different layers that just because you don't know about it, people always feel the need to just blurt shit out of well, their Well, I have a friend who's engaged. It's crazy. And I said to her the other day, I was like, hey, do you guys have a date yet? Which becomes a, vi that's another it's one. It's a very touchy subject. And she wasn't touchy about it. And she's younger than me and kind of always uh, asked me for advice and stuff. So she was like, actually, things haven't been really good. Oh, and shit. And like, I don't know what's going on and we'll see. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the thing. You can't just even ask someone if they're engaged. Like, so when's right. the date? When's the date? You never know what the fuck's going on with people. That's true. However, I will say that sometimes when you spark that conversation with somebody to say, hey, when's this happening? People generally work in these like niceties instead of actually having a conversation to be like, hey, yeah, things actually aren't going great. Or this is why we haven't set a date is people always feel the need to be very polite to each other. Or sometimes you should just be able to ask a question and, and have a conversation. And that's a great segue into a conversation I've been having with my therapist. And I've realized that this podcast. How often do you see a therapist? Uh, Pray tell. Weekly. Really? Weekly, if I can. Sometimes it's been phone a lot recently. Okay. But is that, I, is that okay? I mean, I fortunately have one who's cool with that. Okay. Some good. of them will be like, no. Why? Because therapists can be annoying. I bet. They can. They everyone's can, a little annoying. They, everyone's annoying. But they can hold <laughs> you to like, it's hard to explain. They, they, they can have an attitude of like, if you're not committed to this, I don't want to work with you. Uh, and and you can be like, okay, I'm committed I'll make the time busy, every week, bitch. but it's very hard for me to get there. Do you want to help me or not? Yeah. Yeah. So I happen to have a doctor who I really love who it's like, if I'm busy, she's just like, call me. She doesn't yeah. even, now I call probably 75% of the time. So she just oh, waits that's for the great. And I have to tell her. She just answers like, hey, Peter. She, okay. So what is the theme of the conversation that you're having that the, you were going to say? The theme of the conversation, as I realize, we should just Jack Seinfeld. And when we do podcasts, it should just be a podcast about nothing. Yes. Because this is truly a podcast <laughs> about nothing. Um... My therapist My was telling specialty. me it's okay to be upset about things and complain about things yeah. without constantly, at least this is just a thing for me of like my Jewish guilt, without having to always like kind of be like, I know it's not a big deal, but I know it's first world problems, right. but I know it's not anything, but right. she's like, yo, you're allowed to have your own shit that you complain about, even though your life's really good. It's like I have to preface everything by being like, I'm living so many people's dream jobs. <laughs> right. I, 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 I shouldn't have a right to complain. And she's like, you, you can complain. You're yeah. a human being. Because everybody's circumstances change depending on where they're at or what they're doing. My, my complaints I have now are so different than they were 10 years ago. 
But well, what's a bit? Give us a complaint you have these days, Renee. Um, oh gosh, a complaint that I have these days, um, probably um a little bit creatively stifled would be one of my biggest complaints that I have right now. But that 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 was certainly not my complaint before. My complaint before was that I had no money and that I was trying to work. So and now like, you're like Renee Young is a character that needs to grow. <laughs> And, and but but that's a reasonable. Would my th- character do that? But, but that's a reasonable realistic. thing, of course. That like things change, circumstances change, and uh, yeah, you're allowed to complain. Everyone's allowed to complain, but you just don't want to be the person that's constantly complaining. But you can air your grievances, certainly. Trust me, my uh, the head of talent at, at not WWE, the head of talent at ESPN knows all about my ability to complain. <laughs> I am I am on the floor, and it's a fine line. Like some jobs, I'm. I'm I'm comfortable complaining and being like right. I want more I need more what right. like I don't do that here I'm not like I suggest things right but I'm not like yo I'm not being utilized it is like a funny thing though of um yeah finding that balance depending on where you go because some people want you to be eager and a go-getter and they want you to knock down doors and do shit but then other places they want to tell you when you can do that right right it's a real a- uh, dilly of a pickle it is. You know, people talk about that As in WWE in particular. There's that conversation they have about, you know, Vince McMahon and grabbing the brass ring. Right. And now some people do it and it's great. And then other people sort of do it. And it's like they're fired. Yeah, and exactly. It's like, oh, so I guess it's totally if they already think you're awesome. Then grab it. Then go for it. If not, and you're still trying to prove yourself and you make yourself annoying. Yeah. Then just leave us alone. Well, I think there's something to be said. And of course, everybody's like has different degrees of being a little bit delusional or uh, wrapped up in their own world. But like if you're somebody that can go in there, like say say you're somebody, and this doesn't even have to pertain to WWE, but anything, that if you think you're legitimately good at something or you're the person for the job for something or it's a thing that just is feeding your soul, go for it. Definitely go for it and do it and make that jump. But if it doesn't work the first couple times, reevaluate. If you're someone's constantly knocking and hitting that same tone over and over and over again, and nobody's picking up the phone for you, you got to move on to something that, else. That, I find that to be very hard too. But you know, I had a conversation with my wife the other day, which was very hard for me. Which is like, I'm again. I, I always feel like I have to preface it with like, things are great. I'm so <laughs> happy. I'm hashtag so, blessed. I'm so blessed. Great. I'm so thankful. I and I am. I really am thankful. Um, I, I get I get giddy every time I come on these trips. I can't believe that yeah. I'm like I'm just part of the pay per views now. That's yeah, yeah. was my dream, right? It's great. So I'm thankful. At the same time, I have three jobs that I love, none of which in none of which I'm the star. Right. And as I Oh my god, this is so good. You know what? I'm gonna tell the story. I I, I I really thought this was too embarrassing to tell, but it's I so funny it. I'm gonna tell it. And I think the audience would appreciate Here it. Here we go. So I, I go into my boss's office and we're just having a general conversation are you saying which job or no uh hot 97 okay and i'm having a general conversation i'm talking about i'm happy and like things are good show's going great blah 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 you know and we we end up getting into more of a career conversation that i haven't had with this program director my my boy who i I really can call my boy he's my boss but he's my boy i I, picture this like the setting of fraser by the way it's it's fraser or jace okay great and (laughs) and um He's a great, great dude. That's why I would say I'd refer to him as my boy, too. Like, I love the guy. Yeah. So I'm just, I just started ending up shooting the shit and kind of complaining with him. And we're kind of both complaining about things about, you know. And I was like, well, listen. I said, I, I love what I do on this show. And I'm really satisfied right now. Um, and I think the show's better than it's ever been. I was like, but, you know, ultimately I got to figure out where I'm going to go in my career because no one gets in the business you want to be Robin being so and sidekick yeah no, no one that's not I'm a star I've always been a star I've always been that person yeah, yeah. and now I have I feel like I'm the Fonz on two shows right I, I don't want to just I love being hey I love a it's great thumbs up yeah. I love being the Fonz yeah but I, even if I fail let's get the Fonz a spinoff yeah what was um the failed other the, the, the not Joni Loves Chachi let me fail doing my Joni Loves Chachi let me get my I think yeah. Fonz, Joey, gonna, Joey had a spinoff Exactly. <laughs> Let me get my. I, I I want that opportunity. Yeah. So I'm just kind of complaining about that, and he goes, "In the all time worst thing to say to someone who has an ego problem, who's complaining about not being a big enough star, he's like, listen, you know, it wasn't just called the David Letterman show; it was the Late Show, and you know, they had Paul Schaefer too." No. I went. Did you just? Did your heart break a little bit? It, it was. 
I don't know if it was breaking much as Shout it was, out to Paul Schaefer. It was just quick. like lit on fire. Yeah, My heart yeah, just yeah. was lit on fire. I was oh, like, yeah, I know that feeling I went, quite well. Did you just compare me to Paul Schaefer? Dang. But he wasn't even funny. No. He didn't even... I, I'm not saying Paul Schaefer's not a talented band leader because yeah, I believe that course. he is. But to the average person... We don't even know what he did. Yeah. He was just a weird dude who stood there. Yeah. I truly never enjoyed a thing Paul Schaefer did in his Bald entire Bald head career. and transition glasses. That's, that's it. Yeah. I, I, and he was like, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. That was a terrible comparison. I, I went, you should never try to give a motivational speech again. That was the <laughs> worst thing. I was, I couldn't believe Paul Schaefer. Like if you'd given me Ed McMahon, I'd be offended, but at least people you know what Ed got McMahon it. I would have gotten it. Yes. It's, and you know, I, I feel like I've had that conver- that same conversation so many times as well. Um, especially, you know, when I transitioned from doing the, the shows that I was doing before to wh- what I'm doing now, and I still get to like host the shows and do the stuff, but it's not the, um, it's not necessarily the like fun song and dancing that I wanted to do. I have to be very serious all the time, and I want to. And you're and you're a fun. wacky a wacky person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to rein it in. It's a lot of stress. So yeah, uh, you do have a personality that is uh, super funny. You're naturally a really funny person, sarcastic, um, sharp. You're and and I have a lot of fun on the kickoff shows, yeah. but our, our tone is on the more serious side, right? And that's kind of the tough thing, too, is because if we could talk about things and just have more fun with it would be great. But that's never our role with what we're doing on those kickoff shows. And that was something that I kept meeting uh, initially when I started doing the kickoff shows was finding that right pocket and the right tone that was making them happy because I'm used to it being the Renee show. I'm like, ah, everyone, welcome. Let's all have a great time of like that is my general tone on TV and in life. Um, so when I had to kind of rein that in and put on my like real broadcaster pants, which I didn't own prior to working here, which is an interesting place to get your it serious is. tone broadcaster. Pants. Right. I know. I know. Exactly. It's not exactly a place that other people would be like, well, you've done some serious broadcasting. Totally. We see where? Oh, Smackdown. <laughs> I see, I see. Move over, Anderson Cooper. Yes, she won a Pulitzer for her coverage of Backlash <laughs> in 2012. But yeah, it's. Uh, but I know it would be fun if we could go out there and just get to do uh, more of our shtick. Yeah, I, I think I think that we... I don't know why I'm holding the microphone like this. Nobody can it's see very it, but it's diva. Okay. It's very divish. I like it. It looks like a, a like a Muppet hand. I, I, I do think it would be fun. I don't know exactly how to handle In fact, I'll ask you a question right now. And okay. This will have already played out by the time this podcast airs. But I was I was what weighing, a weird moment of inception or something. Yeah, this I was I was debating how I go about and it's on past kickoff shows, and I've talked about this on my on Cheap Heat, on on past kickoff shows. Mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler, who is a legendary wrestling icon, yep. has a tendency to just give me a hard time. Right. And I'd be shocked if it doesn't happen again tomorrow. <laughs> like, if I was a betting man, I'd be shocked. And I'm not going to lie. I was already thinking about how it's going to go down. And we're together, I think, tomorrow for two hours. Two hours, bud. It's just the three of us for two hours, right? Gonna, and then yeah. interchanging no, other people. No, no. I think it's all four of us for Who's two hours. Who's the fourth? Sean. Oh, so now it's just Sean. So it's, we have the same four for yeah. two hours. Yep. Well, now Sean is there, which does add a different energy. Changes the dynamics, so certainly. So it, it is possible yeah. that maybe... He might slide under the radar on it. Yeah. He may want to keep it a little bit more serious because And Sean's, Survivor Series. It's a big one. But here's the question that I was asking my wife in bed the other day. Oh. Oh, yeah. Pray tell. Oh, this is so hot. Here we go. I was like, honey, how many times... And by the way, this is I like that we set it up this way because this is probably what my wife's life is like. She thinks something <laughs> sexy is about to happen. And then the question is... So, Han, um, how many times should I let Jerry Lawler make fun of me <laughs> before I say something back? And it's an interesting dynamic because it's obviously all a show. It's, it's part of the show. Right. But at the same time, if you get straight up bitched around in yeah, any world I, and you never clap back at all. You have to clap back. You have to clap. But, clap it. But at the same time, what if you clap too hard? Well, that's the thing. You Like... I don't want to say like just clap in the sense that the message has been received, but it doesn't have to be a barn burner like, oh, got his ass. Right. It doesn't have to be like that. But it can be a thing uh, where you just have to have the eye contact when you say when you're about to drop your line and then drop eye it contact with him on. or with camera with him. Oh, so you mean to set the tone to him? I guess I that's an interesting point because you're saying is. you're saying like. 
it's one thing to play to camera, right, and let the audience know what you're doing. It's another thing to look well, someone in their eyes, though, too. and be like, "I guess it depends, that, it depends on what he says play to you. It. Depends on what he says to you. And depends on what you're going to say back. Because there's sometimes that it, it does require a deadpan to camera. Yeah, because there is the possibility that if you give the right look to camera, of just like totally that, that can be enough, it, right? One hundred percent. Especially if what you're trying to convey is, I'm not going to say anything because he's a legend, right? But this is annoying, right? 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 right and right. like there, because there's that way. And yeah. then there is the other approach, which is looking someone dead in their face and saying your thing that's not that over the top, but you're staring right at them to be like, I'm not being... But that could be a lot. That could be more intense. I, I, that's the thing. I'm. I'm <sighs> it depends on what the snide remark is going to be because like... I, I'm also like a big body language person. If somebody like Fs with me like that, like I feel like I give it like a... You get one. If you do it again, there will, I will definitely say something on the second time around. On air you would. Yeah. Two. Definitely. Depending on what it is. So, you know, I've had things when it's been like Kevin Owens. Right. And that's different. That's an entirely different thing. That's the thing. He but does well, his deal. Real, real quick, for, for the audience's sake, I mean, Kevin Owens is intentionally being yeah. mean to everyone. Yes. The odd part about me and Jerry Lawler is, is he's, that it's he's a beloved legend. Right, right, right. So, like, last time when we did SummerSlam, James Ellsworth is on set, and him and I always... <laughs> go back and forth because he's supposed to be a uh, sort of shout out to Ellsworth. Yeah. Shout out to Ellsworth. Yeah. He just, he was released this week and I, I tweeted him because I, I I thought his story was awesome that he made it and got to have this run here. Yeah. And him and I would always go at each other. His, his character was being sort of a doofus, but a bad guy. And he's, so him and I going at each other's fine. But then on SummerSlam Lawler then teams up with Ellsworth to go at me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm... there was nothing you could do about that. And for the record, I, I, so my, when my wife was asking, she was like, well, what does it even look like? What's he like when he, do, when he does it? And I was like, I, I, so I pulled up the kickoff show. I don't know if she'd even seen that one. The Brennan Brooklyn? The one in Brooklyn. Okay. And I have to say, both you and Otunga were both very pro Peter. You were very cool. Like, no, your jacket's awesome. That's <laughs> It was great. a great jacket. I know. I almost wore it today. I had the full anticipation of the jacket. I mean, it was a big deal. It's coming back, by the way. It, it, I, it I, has to. It's, I not think, a, it's not a one wearer. No, no, no. I think it's a Royal Rumble. It's back. Perfect. But I, Perfect got a, I just got a brand it. new suit in the mail that oh, fits beautifully. What color? It is a blue, but it's like a light blue. Okay. But after we wrap this up I have another converse, a question for you about whether I should wear the full dress up shirt under it do people ever tell you like Joe Rogan I do get that I just saw it really I don't normally see it but I just saw it here's what I'd like to say that was so bizarre well here's what I'd like to say about that okay he's in much better shape than me but I have much better skin than him oh that that you know you've got great skin his his skin on camera looks very he always looks like he needs a glass of water really bad <laughs> Hydrated. But that Rogan. said, his, that said, he's jacked. Rogan's jacked. I'm not. He's gonna... jacked. He's a little too intense for me. He to me, <laughs> I said the other day, Alex and I were at UFC, and they showed his interview on the big screen. I'm like, does he only wear tight black shirts? Yeah, probably. But like, you're in great shape. That means you should be able to Look. wear whatever you want. Save the save the all black outfits for fat people. If you're in great I shape. No, I mean, look, I love an all black outfit. Where's he from? What you're trying to say? If you get a Canadian thing, I'm like, wait, no, I was gonna say because like it's a very like New York East Coast thing to wear a ton of black all the time, right? Yeah, but I mean, I he, wear black all the time. He doesn't even wear like a suit jacket. He just wears like the black, sort of tight button down club shirt. It looks, yeah, it looks like he's a dude like sweating at a club. Well, he's probably constantly sweating. You know what? He, he got a, it, Rogan is an amazing. He has like literally top five podcast in the world. Yeah, he's turned his life. He, he's someone who really lived the dream. No, one hundred percent. You know, like he he did what I'm trying to do here way before I did, which His was podcast is constantly playing in my household. By the way, oh, real Dean's a big uh, Rogan guy, big fan of him. Yeah, that's he plays his stuff all the time. So interesting. I don't know who the Rogan crowd is. is yeah, it? that's it. What else is Dean listening to podcast wise? Anything I else? think that's it. Oh, we listen to like murder podcasts and like the. I love a good murder podcast. Like if we're driving long long rides, we do murder podcasts. Did Dean listen to Dirty John also? Yes, he was did. He, was he a fan? Loved it. Yeah, we. I I re-listened to it with him. Like it's, it's I listened to it and I re-listened to it. Actually, um, one of the last times we were at this hotel in Houston, um, we were so into. I think it was. Sorry, let me pull it. A up different here real murder quick. podcast. Different murder podcast uh, that we were so into that we like just got to the room and continued listening to it. Um, I do enjoy the, in the listening. Room. Oh, in the dark. It was in the dark in that the we dark. were finishing listening. It's really to good. It. Oh my god, unreal. 
Yeah, yeah. In the Dark's very good. Are you giving this a full recommendation? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, yes. Signed, sealed, delivered. By Definitely way, listen to it. Um, But yeah, we got into this, we got to our hotel room and we'll do that sometimes. We'll just sit like old timey, uh, like when people used to, used to actually gather around the, the radio. radio. Yes. I want to bring this back. This should be a thing. So we were driving, uh, it was uh, right before Halloween and we were pulling into wherever the hell we were for Halloween uh, for TV and they were telling a, a scary story on the radio and I loved it. Like they were playing characters. Like, does that art form still not, not, exist? Now, if it was to exist, I've thought about that recently. Like with podcasts, yeah. will that start coming back? I hope so. Because if the right company, like if NPR or one of these places that already has a huge following yeah. released a old timey show like that, it would have an opportunity. If it was good, it would get the opportunity. So can we like buy a script and do one, do a table read of it? That would be really fun. That would be so you know, much like, fun. I know. I've thought about. I, re- I really have thought about. Where that. can we acquire a script from well, to so tell you, a good so you story? Mean, so you mean it's a story, an actual like? Uh, yeah. A- you're acting in a story. There's voices included, definitely. I'm this putting is, on an accent for because, sure. Because what you, my brain went to two different places. Okay, what's yours? Well, no, no. I like where you're at too, which is. I want multi characters. And you're talking about a straight up uh, story, like yep. almost a novella. Yep. Yes. And I was thinking, like, maybe I've been thinking about my career the wrong way. And as this career radio guy who's always aspired to like do a my own late night talk show, yeah, should I be gearing more towards the idea of doing a national radio show, like bringing the, that idea back of like it's listening to people like to listen There's when they go to bed too. There's something very romantic about that, don't you think? Oh, about yeah. like the idea of this like radio, like a late night radio show, and like I I really love the medium of radio, and I've not I've got to do it in like small areas, but like the fact you have like an actual radio show is fascinating. I have an uncle. Well, that I'm just owns- the Paul Schaefer of my radio shows. But continue. <laughs> We're working on it. Um, I have an uncle that owns a bunch of radio stations. Oh really? Yeah, Where? in Winnipeg. In yeah, but they bounce kind of all over. But um, anyways, he's always been in like the radio industry, and before I got into television, I was trying to figure out where I could use an outlet to do something. I had contemplated doing that. Um, and then I thought about, wouldn't it be so cool to be like the one person that has like a radio show on like kind of a remote island and people just have to listen to you? I know that's really reaching. Um, e- but hear me out. My 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 co-host or I'm his co-host, whatever, Ebro, he has often like will talk about that in like his late 50s. Yeah. He would love to retire to a small place. And be the person. And just be the radio guy in a yes. small island. Yeah. And like that's it. Like, so when I, when I was doing um, Total Divas, I went out with uh, Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan, wait, Brian Danielson. I was saying his name same, backwards. It's confusing. Um, and we were out um, in Orcas Island off the coast of Seattle. And we were out there and like everyone, it was a very artsy community. Like there's, I don't know what the population was there, but a very small population but yeah they they had like the radio guy like i want that job i would love that job to just like kind of hang out be able to sit behind a booth he, and, and like and you still do, he, get to do your thing who's and you telling deliver, you what to do you deliver the news of yeah. that town of yeah. that little place and then you get to play what you want tell with, stories you want to tell without ego i had this conversation with uh my other another co-host of mine don Greco, the other day without ego and just if you if you get rid of the ego and you just go back to what your passion for the art is, yes, you have so many more options. So many more options. If you're not worried about how many eyeballs see you or how many ears hear you, right? But just that you are getting to do what you set out to do, yeah, is would be a really freeing thing. But I think we, I at least have gotten like caught up in like I want to reach the most people. I need right. to be the guy. Yeah, and I wish I wasn't like that. See, I've never been like that. That I want to necessarily be. Uh, you see, I don't think you do have that. I think you I just want to create, that. it seems like. I do, very much so. Yeah, I want that, but I also, like, I love being able to, like, talk to peers about the things that we want to do and, like, get, you know, admiration from the people that do the same thing as you. Like, that means sure, a lot to course. me. Like, somewhat, like, to, to, to just be good. To just be good and have people recognize that you're good at something. Like, that means a lot to me. But it doesn't have to be to the most people in the world. No, no, I mean... I, no, I guess not. I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about it like that, but I've never really thought like that I want to necessarily be like famous or uh, to to be well recognized, you know, throughout the world in that regard of fame. I think it's more so a recognition of just being good at what you're doing rather than this like weird famous thing that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, yeah, does no, that I've, make sense? Of course it does. I I, I sort of like feel- being famous for nothing right now. I kind of feel like I'm a little like people know who I am for. I'm not really doing that much. 
No, I don't think that's fair, for the record. In this society, your level of being famous for nothing is not even close to what being famous for nothing is. Sure, well, that's the damn You're truth. very talented. I mean, there's a reason that, uh, um, you know, Dipperstein wanted to represent you in two seconds, and it's not just because he loves wrestling. It's because you you jump off the TV. My wife thinks you're amazing. Oh, that's and so she's, nice. And she is so critical of broadcasters like we both are because we're in the business. That's so nice. You're awesome at it. So I don't don't I know what you're saying because you don't think people get to know the real you yet. Right, right. But you still jump off the screen. So like there is a certain level of charisma and talent. I'll show you. We can go through Instagram right now. I'll show you people who are famous for no reason. Which to your point though is like, why do I then worry about why get caught up worried about the number of people you're reaching right. when you know there are people who have literally accomplished nothing yes. who are reaching these days it's tons stupid. of people. It's insane. It doesn't mean anything, you know? It's so dumb. I've, you know, I actually, I went, I start, I'm starting to do it. I started to do it and I realized it was very time consuming so I have to wait till it pops up. But um, I was uh, going through my Instagram and I was like, I need to unfollow these stupid things of things like that of like people that are just like doing makeup tutorials and like no no offense to them it's not benefiting my world at all i hate doing my own makeup and why am i looking at this i don't care i'm not wearing I've any makeup right now i've unfollowed all of my makeup tutorials you have to i've had no time for it get rid of them I've who got, needs no, that much who needs that much highlight no only wwe glam squad the only people <laughs> i will follow otherwise i'm not interested but there's there's so many there's so much nonsense on the internet and i think i think we live in a world where everybody uh is famous everybody gets to be famous for don't you think it's annoying that we have to constantly how much do you hate you know this is in every interview that ever exists now where anyone talks about the past here i am joe celebrity of yesteryear well you know um it was a time when uh obviously it was before uh social media <laughs> it has yeah. to be said in every interview yeah we know social media didn't exist before 2007 right right it's like everyone else say you know it's the 90s so i mean no social media I, right. really i know <laughs> Well, you weren't meeting people on Prodigy or CompuServe, <laughs> but I, I do hate that. There's a before and after. The, and, and the after is kind of bad. Like, it's very I, I, bad. Like, it I sucks. Hate, like, I really do. I hate this shit. Like, I really, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I do it all the time. Yeah. And it honestly does not bring me very much joy. I've actually started to, like, I have stuff that I'll post. Like, I'll have days where I feel like I need to post something whether it's something trivial about an outfit or something important like elephants living their lives, like trying to use your platform for different uh, sources. But there's so many times that I, every time I open my phone and look at it, I'm like, I don't care about anything I'm looking at right now, unless I'm actually reading something that's important. But I've started, um, I talked about this in my podcast the other week, but um, there's an app called The Skim. Have you heard of The Skim? Please tell me right now. It's really cool. I saw Brooklyn Decker. She posted about it. Who She's somebody who's really kind of come around into having her own shit together. She's great. Um, but the, the Skim is an app that gives you the top stories of all the shit that you need to know about the day and about the world. And it gives you like, it's written in like not a wordy, heady way. You can just kind of pick it up, breeze through it, get the jot notes on what's going on in the world. But there's also like, um, there's an audio version where you can just get like, a synopsis on what everything is about. So Canadian that you just said things. synopsis, but continue. How would you say it? Synopsis. Oh, whatever. You know the way Americans <laughs> say it. The right way. <laughs> um, no, Anyways, I, but it's cool. You can just you can learn something. I'm very into learning things right now. I feel like I just want to read books and read proper things instead of reading bullshit on the internet that's not Isn't it the worst? How, do, how often do you have a moment where... Like, well, I guess you don't probably have it. Dean doesn't look at social media, right? Not at all. Like, he's capable of not even being in not it. Not at all. If I say something, I'm like, anyway, this thing happened online. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What I, I, he doesn't so, care. So you, fortunately, don't experience this. But, like, I have moments where, like, Alexa and I are sitting on the couch, and, like, I look over at her, and we're both just sitting there scrolling through nothing. It's horrible. Ho- horrible. What a horrible thing that is. Like, nothing. Like, turn on a TV show. Enjoy, at least enjoy something. And like, I know that it, and it's so easy to fall into that trap because, I mean, everybody does it. And I will say, because because uh, Dean doesn't use it at all, that it's nice because as soon as I get on it, I feel a little foolish for, like, surfing through nothing when we could just be having a conversation exactly. about something instead. Thank God. Exactly. And, th- and that's, the, that's the issue that I ultimately have is I'm like, what are we doing with our time? Yeah. What am I? And so, and then, and then we end up bickering with each other. We switch <laughs> off who gets mad that the other one's on their phone. Right. So like, she gets annoyed with me. She's like, oh, really? On your phone again? And I'm like, sorry. And then an hour later, I'm like, oh, on your phone again? And right. She's like, oh, sorry. It's really, the, it's becoming the downfall. No, no, it's. It truly is. I'm not kidding. I'm it's, not kidding either. It, I mean, you it's, could. It's messed up. Without saying anything too risky here. 
you could look at the state of the world right now yep. and the people that are making important decisions yep. and say that without social media, yep. some of the buffoons who are in very important positions wouldn't be in those positions. I agree. We are literally blinded. What a what a sad time. It's, it's really crazy. It, it's just I, gotten so out of control. And my question is just like, will it hit a breaking point? I don't know. I don't know if it will because like, you know, you think about like the generations like below us that are even more into it or like the fact that people don't even just have regular conversations anymore, that people also like a family can sit at a table and they all just look at their phones or people are only comfortable communicating that way that people are becoming these like recluse weirdos that live online and just whether they're trolling people or not, but they're like learning these bad habits on how to socialize with people and how to behave. It's it's really bizarre. It's, I really do, it's it's obviously, it just seems like it's a movie. Like this whole yeah, thing just looks I like know. a George Orwell story totally. that's going to play out. Yeah. And Nigel McGuinness said that the other day. He goes, how much is this like 1984? I'm like, yes. And and none of us realize it's happening. It's I like, know. And you're just sitting there like, and when you try to call someone out for it, I called out Ebra the other day. I'm like, dude, I got to tell you, I'm on my phone a lot. You're on the phone more than anyone I know. Like, uh. like and he, he was like, "No, he had like 80 reasons why he does it." <laughs> no, I'm looking for. I'm just looking for news. No, I'm just. I said, "Bro, I'm just telling you what we sit in the room with you every day, and yeah. all of us talk to you, and you don't hear us." Right. So like, th this is a. It's a real it's an epidemic. Epidemic. It and is. I, it, it really upsets me. It upsets me too, and it's like I don't know where you stop other than just fixing it yourself, like. It, I will say, like, I'm so happy that it's not, like, a mega thing in our household. And I'm not on my phone that much. But, like, I get called out for it all the time of just, like, what are you looking at? Like, what is this crap on you? I was We were flying together, Dean and I. We were, uh, I was scrolling through my Instagram. And he was, like, laughing at, like, the random things that I would double tap and like in, like, super fast time. He's like, you didn't even look at that picture. What did you just like? I'm like, it was a dog. Of course I'm going to like the dog. What are you talking about? Scroll on, scroll on. But, like... Uh, it, it is such a weird thing. All you can do is kind of stop it in your own household, I guess, right? And like try to reconnect and, and, those And try your those... best, but then it feels like that's another thing. You're scared of missing out. You're scared of missing out. You're scared you're not doing enough to promote. It's like, I want to get to the point of, like Dean, for example, he is able to be successful in his craft. He has a mystique. Which is which is an entertainment. Yeah. And not have to participate in it. I know. And but that's... WWE is weird in that sense. You do not have to be active on social media in WWE. People choose to do it. Right. Um, but you don't have to. No, you no, you don't have Whereas to. Whereas like other things like in radio, for me to be like a relevant dude who's weighing in. Yeah, I yeah. got to keep like, I got to keep up with the Joneses. It's Yeah. And I, I wish, you know, my dream was always to be at the level that you're so big where it's like no one expects you to do anything. Of, I like, know. You show up Would and do your show, so you talk great. on your show and that's it. It would be so great. I had that conversation with my brother one time. He's just like, why do you just not, like just stop using social media if you don't want to be on it, stop using it. I'm like, I'm not Tom York. Like I can't just like, F off and live by my craft. It's like I, I do have to promote things and I have to participate in things. I wonder. Maybe we're wrong though. Maybe we are. Like I'm like I talk on a morning show on one station and an afternoon show on another station. Both in New York. Both are streamed online. Both are podcasted. Then I do my own podcast. Why do I ever have to look right. at what someone's tweeting about? Right. Because because we're all self-involved and want to see what people are saying to us and see what the comments are, see people like what we did. But honestly, I I get so much more, I'm so much more affected by negative than positive. Me too. I'm so much happier when I'm not on my phone. I'm a much happier person. And also, I feel like I get motion sickness if I look at my phone too much, which is So you were also thing. getting physically ill from it, so there's really I'm no excuse. physically getting ill from it. All right, well, speaking physically ill, I will be physically ill, physically Ill if I don't urinate soon. So, okay, great. Um, this has been fun. It has been fun. Are you, I, I'm going to work on maybe, I'm going to see if I, I'm going to listen back to it. Okay. See if we need some structure. Okay. If I'm not utilizing all your talents in the best way possible. Okay. And uh, I think we should do this again. I would love to. Although I'm fortunately or not fortunately, I don't, there's only one pay-per-view between now and Royal Rumble and I'm not on it. Oh my God. So I get to chill until. Until the new but year. But I am going to see you. I will actually see you before then though because. I'm pretty sure I'll be doing something at Raw 25. Oh, great. But that's the week before the Royal Rumble, so still not to the end of January. Okay, well, between now and then... Um, oh, but I have the phone app. We could do something. We can phone app it. Well, you know what? We'll see, because maybe people hated this. They might have. And then we'll go on Twitter, and if they tell us they hated us, we'll feel bad. I always feel bad when I do a social media rant. I'm sorry, guys. Well, you do this pretty often, don't you? I do, yeah. Get on my soapbox a little bit. By sorry. the way, though, it's we're right. I know. I'm not saying we'll listen to it. I we'll just probably sound like I'm ranting. I'm well, being we're ranting, we, and I'm upset about it too. Yeah. Would people prefer that we do a political rant? 
oh my god no no one wants to do that Which, yeah oh man i i just sometimes i get serious about it and let's just have a good time sorry guys i got serious <laughs> put your phones down um call your mom renee paquette thank you so much you're not allowed to call me that i'm not no i don't think is, so is it that's not public knowledge oh it's public knowledge but i don't think you are allowed to call me that why not i think you have to call me renee <laughs> but because you're personally offended no, I'm not offended. What do you mean? Just like in our world? You know, yeah. You're Renee Young. Yeah. But I still get to be Peter Rosenberg. It doesn't feel it fair. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I want them to know the real you, Renee Young. <laughs> All right. Um, I will see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. All right. So long, kids. Rosenberg Radio. Pee. And uh, go check out Regular, Regular Girls. Girls. Yes. I, and by the out. way, if you th- if you if you love this, if you're listening, you're like, God, I love this. If only it didn't have Rosenberg. <laughs> that podcast exists. It's <laughs> called Regular Girls. It's great. All right. Bye, Renee. Bye.